1: Hmm. Recorded live,
2: welcome. We are very excited to be welcoming our friend Kimberly Moore to the podcasts podcast today. Kimberly, thanks so much for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm delighted to be here with both of you. yeah we're very excited to have you here.
2: yeah, we'd love to hear a little bit about what it is that you do because our listeners
1: may or may not be familiar with that. Oh, thank you well. Um, In spiritual world, (laughs) I am the founder of motherhouseofthegoddess.com and Mystery School of the Goddess. So we um, run an online teaching platform on Mystery School of the Goddess with like 20 plus instructors, academics, practitioners. It's all goddess centric. And uh, Mother House of the Goddess is the blog and we have multiple contributors. So lots of really good information. I've been a goddess priestess for, oh my goodness, over 22 years now, so my whole life is kind of wrapped up in goddess.
2: <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> that is a great thing. Yeah, and Kimberly was also one of our contributors to last year's Goddess Awakening e-book, which was, um,
1: yeah,
2: you know, really funny. Really, if anyone's actually interested in grabbing that and seeing what else she has to say, um, it can be found at dot So go ahead and grab that. Yeah,
1: good. Um, that was so fun. Yes, Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> so what we're going to be talking about today, we're releasing this episode of the podcast right on the eve of the winter solstice. And so we'd love to hear from you about first of all about which goddesses you tend to work with at this time of year.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I you know, I love winter solstice. It's really special to me in a whole bunch of ways. Um, my son was born the day after Christmas. So, you know, oh, it's kind cool. of on Horace's feast day, the, the son of Isis, um, who is also his patron goddess. So, um, you know, winter solstice is really special. And, you know, to me personally, but also, you know, because we do work within the Gregorian calendar, the solar-based calendar, right? So New Year's Mm -hmm. is coming. It's a great time to hit reset. And if we look at kind of the energetics of winter solstice, like what does it mean as a a quarter point in the year, right? We are in the belly of goddess right now, kind of getting Mm -hmm. ready for the sun to rise in the sky again. So at winter solstice, it's like having a mega new moon, right? We're at new moon, we, we get to set intentions and we're kind, we kind of have that great dark moon energy where we release, right? And then we replace mm-hmm. with some new intentions for the new moon for when the moon begins to wax again, right? Well, that's kind of what's happening with winter solstice. We are in the deepest, darkest part of the year. I mean, belly of the goddess, right? And it's an opportunity for us to release the energies, the things, the issues, the challenges that we don't want to carry into the new year and then to replace them with really beautiful new intentions and we kind of surf that wave of the sun beginning to rise in the sky again a few days after solstice and also kind of the energy of the new year, right? So with the whole world, we're kind of riding that energetic wave of new things. You know, it's really special um, when we think about it as far as kind of hitting the reset button. So, and actually, too, you know, winter solstice, um, what's so interesting about it because of Christmas, right, and the day Jesus, the sun god, a sun god, was born, right, it, is that the sun doesn't actually begin to rise in the sky again until a few days after winter solstice. It kind of holds steady at that point. And that's where we have, like, the longest night of the year. And then a few days later, the sun actually begins very minusculely, right, <laughs> tracking upward in the sky. Um, and it reaches its zenith at summer solstice. So we're entering the light part of the year. We're enter- and, you know, we're coming out of this great belly of manifest and potentiality of goddess. So, one of my favorite goddesses to work with for winter solstice is Isis, you know. Mm. Um, We look at at her, 2,000 years ago, she was one of the most worshipped deities in the world. And many of the Christian churches, you know, were built on her temple sites. And, you know, Isis is kind of this amazing universal goddess, also the mother of a sun god, of Horus, right, the hawk-headed god. And, Isis assists us in um, overcoming challenges, right? If we think about her mythology with certainly her her husband Osiris um, being killed and spread to all ends of the earth and she and her sister Nephthys working together to piece them back together, right? So she's a great goddess for challenges, obstacles, Mm -hmm. you know, grief, sorrow. Um and she's magic, right? I mean Isis, she's called great of magic. And mm. um so, you know, she brings a strong manifestation, she brings great healing. Um, and Isis is also, you know, big into power words. So she's a great goddess for hitting the reset button, right? What are we gonna leave behind? All the crap. <laughs> leave it into two thousand seventeen, <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 Find a dog bag or something. Yeah, we, you know, we take sanctuary under her wing, and, uh, you know, and then we get to hit the reset button, that manifestation, she brings that great magic, so um, we're really lucky on Mother House of the Goddess, Isadora Forrest, who wrote, like, the best Isis book ever, Isis Magic, um, she is one of our contributors, so we've got lots of good Isis information. Ooh, cool. Yeah, Mother
2: House.
1: Cool. yeah. So, yeah. you know, go in there and hit Isis. And, Tons of articles will come up. So she's a really great winter solstice goddess, and um, and also too. I mean, you know, we don't throw babies out with bathwater, right? If we say, ah, oh, the Christian religion, you know, some people kind of have left that behind. But we have another amazing goddess, Mother Mary, you know, who also yeah. is the mother of a sun god, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, so she is another goddess that I really like to honor at this time of year because, you know, when we think about her mythology, you know, and what she overcame in bringing her son to birth, right, also in what kind of strength does it take for this woman who became a goddess, but to know that she was bringing a child into the world that was going to be killed. You know, so I I think Mother Mary sometimes, you know, brings us this peace and unconditional love and this resilience um, that is really powerful, again, as we're hitting that reset button of going, you know, from one part of the year to the next. Um, And in winter, you know, which is a lot about contemplation. So she brings us that ability, you know, for prayer and contemplation and reflection. Um, and let's not forget Our Lady of Guadalupe, whose feast day was two days ago. So Lupita mm. is a great goddess, Whoa. too, for this time of year. Yeah. And Our Lady of Guadalupe, who represents miracles, right? And the transition from an ancient goddess to Nansen, right? It was an ancient Mexican goddess, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was on her hill that La- Our Lady of Guadalupe appeared um, to Juan Diego. So, you know, she Guadalupe represents kind of the modern goddess, if you will, right? But mm-hmm. also carries deep, deep parts of the ancient um, matriarchal lines. So, she so what was the, the
2: name? What was the name of the ancient goddess? Can you maybe yeah. spell
1: that? <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's Tenonson. So it's T-O-N. A-N-T-Z-I-N. Ah, nice. Yeah. Not
2: familiar with,
1: so. Yeah. Oh, we got good stuff on Mother House on her, too. She's one of my mamas. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so, you know, for right at winter solstice, some of these goddesses can be really, really potent, you know. And, of course, any goddess that you enjoy working with is really great you know we're still kind of in the time of the dark mothers that you know they start raining um right after fall equinox and through Samhain right through Halloween Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and we've got Hecate and Caradwin and you know some of the dark goddesses energy um but pretty soon you know they're going to be changing over I love Baba Yaga
0: Right? Oh yeah. Baba Yaga,
1: yeah. come on! Uh, I love she's her stories. Gr- I know she's a great she's goddess funny. for this time of year. You know, Baba will kick your butt. Kick your butt, right? You need to change some things yeah. up. Get some mm-hmm. energy moving. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she comes totally. to flying through the air in her mortar and pestle. So, uh,
0: Kimberly, can I yeah. ask you a question? Um, sure. How can how can someone work directly with these goddesses? Like, everyone has, every goddess may have a different way or style to to speak with them more clearly, but is there are some ideas that you could give so people can commune with the goddess? Of Absolutely. So.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, because, you know, goddess, I always like to say that goddess meets us wherever we are, right? So, um, the really great part about it is that you can put an invitation out to goddess, like, I'd like to know more about you or you or, you know, pick a goddess that you are interested in or drawn to. And research is really important, you know. Um You got to kind of do a little bit of due diligence, right? You've, you've got to find out more about the goddess that attracts you or the area of the world that attracts you? Or are you attracted to the East versus the West? Are you attracted to Europe? You know, kind of think about, do you like desert goddesses? Do you like goddesses of the forest or the waters, the ocean, right? And that starts to give you a little bit of information about how to find a goddess. And um, and do some research. There's some really great books, like The Goddess Guide by Priestess um, Brandy Osset is amazing. It's like an encyclopedia. Of goddesses. Um, And also, um, Ancient Mirrors of Womanhood by Merlin Stone. Amazing. Tons of goddesses in there. So, you know, do a little bit of research and start slow. You know, approach goddess devotionally in meditation. Read about her. Set up a little altar, you know, to honor her. Maybe get some of the the things she likes, right? So when you do your research, we find that as an example. The goddess Isis loves lapis lazuli, right? So I always put lapis by her. Mm -hmm. And she likes flowers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, purple is a color and gold that I identify and royal blue with Isis. So like I may adorn her area or her altar with those colors. Um, I tend to put things that look Egyptian, you know, like a little perfume bottle or something like that. Choose some crystals that are really good, and so each goddess has their like, so you you know you don't have to have it all at once, a candle's good, you know your intention mm-hmm. goddess always sees our heart, mm-hmm. but at the same time, we don't give garlic to Aphrodite, right Because <laughs> right. you you might never have a date again ever okay. <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, yeah. <laughs> So let's be smart. <laughs> Going to give garlic to somebody, give it to Hecate. She likes that. <laughs> so, right. mm-hmm. Yeah, so you just kind of, you know, research is really important. Reading about the goddesses, reading about what they like, about how were they worshipped in ancient times and how can we, you know, bring that into our modern practice, you know, because obviously, you know, Hecate is a really good example back in the day on every dark moon in ancient Greece, that was the night that, you know, you would take a Hecate Supper to the crossroads to offer to the goddess, right? Mm. And you would also sacrifice a black puppy. Thankfully, oh, right, you mm-hmm. know, but that was like, you know, 4,000 years ago. So <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, we don't have to do the black puppy thing anymore. <laughs>
2: or <No>. you <laughs> <laughs> could bring like a picture of a black puppy or something right. maybe, or, yeah. Right,
1: yeah. you know, <laughs> and we honor yeah. Hecate in her, work with her hounds, right, because she usually appears with hounds, and, you know, so we understand that ancient peoples had kind of a different interpretation we don't have to have. So, you know, um, and I'll share with you a really cool idea that one of the women that I work with um, in my mentoring program t- shared with me that she does for a Hecate Supper, so this is so cool, Um So the tradition is you take, you make a Hecate supper and you take it to the crossroads. You leave it, you turn around, you don't look back because it's not polite to watch the goddess eat and you leave, right? And that's your offering. Mm -hmm. So um, I have a a lady who is devoted to Hecate who cannot go out to a crossroads because of the area she's in. And she also has a visual impairment. She's like, yeah, I'd go out to the crossroad. I get lost. Nope, not happening. (laughs) So she prepares bags of food for food banks on every dark moon oh, and donate perfect. them. Right. Oh. And she does, she puts some stuff in there that Hecate would like. Maybe uh-huh. some minced garlic and olives and olive oil and <laughs> mm-hmm. pound cool. cake, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so on the fly last month, I was like, you know, I didn't have a chance to do my whole Hecatean thing because I was prepping for my trip. So I donated $33 to a food bank because she likes threes, right? And it was tripled by, you know, a sponsor. So it oh, ends up being $99. is not that cool? <laughs> yeah, so, so, so it's such a great idea on how to honor a goddess, right? But yeah. also bring it into modern practice. Uh And also weaving in that aspect of service that I think is really important with goddess devotion.
2: Yeah, of helping your community. Yeah, yes,
1: yes, yes. yes, yes. Very
2: cool. So So I have a couple of questions that have been sparked by our conversation so far. One is you you mentioned with Isis, power words. So. that kind of reminded me of i've uh, been doing this thing for several years now, where I pick a word for each year, like at the yeah. beginning at the end of December going into to January, so that's I didn't realize it was connected with isis but that's that's really cool,
1: yeah, so Isis knew you know Isis divined and retrieved the secret name of God, and that gave her great power, right <laughs> mm, you know the yeah. secret name of God that's a big deal, right yeah. and uh So, yeah, and you know what's really funny um, is I love doing the power words for the New Year, too. Like I have a whole huge New Year thing I do on New Year's Eve um, where I choose my mantra, my Sanskrit mantra for the year. Mm -hmm. I choose my goddesses for the year. You know, I do my power word. I write about it. So, like, my New Year's Eve is all very, you know, kind of, inward reflection in that. So, yeah, but Isis is a great one um, yeah. to kind of evoke for that, you know. I'm doing, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to be doing a free um, course if it's okay to mention. because Absolutely. Like, some yeah. of these things, like the power words and the mantras and, you know, doing divination for the New Year. It's called Visioning 2018. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have some other priestesses um, doing some little podcast blurbies with me on what they do for their new year so that'll be out right after christmas on mystery school of the and, oh perfect. Um, perfect yeah and it's free so you can come and join and it kind of helps everybody set our year because yeah. the other thing to remember is on january 1st is a full moon potent Ooh, potent. yeah
2: perfect. and
1: on january 31st is another full moon. So it's a blue Mm, moon. Right. Also Mm. the first eclipse. Our eclipse season is early this year. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, yeah, we're going to hit 2018 with some big rock and roll. Yay. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I encourage the
2: listeners, I encourage anyone listening to go and, and get that that free course because I've done a couple of your free courses and they're awesome. Um, oh, I did. Thank you. Yeah, they're, I highly recommend them. I did the Nourished Winter last year, and oh, actually, this, this is a great segue to my uh, my other question was when you were talking about like being in the womb of the of the goddess. Um, one of the things that was in your Nourished Winter course, and I know it's something that Brent also is interested in because mm-hmm. like his Danish background, and I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's you H. Just- Y G G E. Yeah. So that Huga. sounds like like Huga. <laughs> it's like reminds me of being there in the womb of the goddess,
1: right? Yes. Um, and it's and, yeah. and it's about like you know the ideas of Huga are just so beautiful. And obviously, you know, we're dealing with people who created this idea who have really long winters, you know, and very yeah. dark. Yeah. Deep winters, you know. Yeah. Um. You know, it's not like the little dusting of snow I got here in Delaware last night. You know, it was like an inch. I'm <laughs> like outside dancing around, like yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, they get snow, real snow, and so winter becomes a time for, you know, um, the idea of like community and nourishing ourselves and creating like this amazing communal sacred space and. Yeah. <clears throat> It's beautiful, right, Brent? I mean, it's so, so beautiful. It, and light is part of it, right? So because when we're in the deepest, darkest times, right, light, you know, is a really great thing Precious too. <laughs> yes, right. And, it's a, and, and really, how do you banish some of those blues, the depression, right? There's a lot of people who have the seasonal affective disorders and things like that. So there are some really yeah. great lights. That can help with that now. Make yep. that part of your huga. Create your house. So it's about soft blankets, like comfort, right? What What makes you comfortable? What makes you want to curl up on the couch with a really great book? Look around your house and just feel supported and sustained. Yeah, and nourishment nourish. is, nourishment
0: yeah. is kind of What I was thinking
1: of. And it is. Like, it's so nourishing, right? You know. So you put. Yeah. Something really delicious on the stove. You know, it's very cold here. We had snow last night. I know I made a green chili chicken stew this morning. So, like, that's what I (laughs) smell in my house right now. And, you know, uh, I just discovered, having just returned to the Northeast, like, a year, just over a year ago, this is my second winter back. I got an electric blanket that I'm in love with, in love <laughs> with. I, mean, I drive yeah. this thing around the house with me. I'm like, this is awesome. So, you know, and I hang Christmas lights, not just on the trees, but like, you know, I put them around my altars, um, because those twinkly lights are just great. You know, it's like you go into a space and it feels magical with yeah. those yeah. little twinkly lights. So,
0: I you know, I'm see something real quick. lights for me is one of my triggers where it's like, you know, it reminds me to smile. So every time I see a light, like, you know, the Christmas decorations or whatever, it's reminding me to smile. And then I realize that every single light on every single tree is a chance for me to smile. And so it, (laughs) it helps keep me nourished, you know, it keeps me excited about just being, you know.
1: I love that, Brent. Really. And, you know, it's so fun because, you know, I take opportunities like I shop at Halloween my dad always says it's Halloween at my house all year long.
0: Right?
1: Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> like, but, you know, this is also to right after Christmas when everything goes on sale. I buy my twinkly lights for the year. It's great. You know, you yeah, go good, grab yeah.
0: them. Good timing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: And then yeah. I pack them away. You know, when one strand wears out, well, oh, you put another one up or yeah. you add to it. Um, You know, what we're, what, who God really is, I mean, you know, besides that kinship and the communal feeling and that nourishment, um, but it also, if we think about it, is creating sacred space. It's creating space Mm -hmm. that we can actually be embodied within, right? So, and, and extend it to every part of your house, you know, look at your kitchen, look at your bathroom, right? How fun to take a nice warm bubble bath in the middle of winter, have some sparkly lights and candles going on in there. Beautiful. Yeah. You know. So. I, I,
2: there was a saying that many, like in pagan households, every vertical space is a bookshelf and every horizontal space is an altar. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Nikki, it's so true. It's so, very so true. true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking around here and it's very true here too, in our place.
1: <laughs> it, and that is it. And that nourishes us, right? So creating altars too to me, especially, you know, for all of us with, that have the alternate spiritualities, right, creating altars is also a part of Huga, because, you know, what what are the deities? You know, who are the deities that are going to nourish you in the coming
0: year? And I was just you thinking know. of, uh, in the Norse mythology, Frigga, the goddess of the heart, mm. which would be very
1: involved with Huga. Uh, Absolutely. She's wonderful. She, you know, Frigga, and she's, like, all about, like, home and your favorite aunt that has something good on the stove always and gives you cookies and like hot <laughs> chocolate, you know,
2: Yeah.
1: funny good enough, cookies. I don't work with the Norse deities that much personally in my personal practice. Um, mm-hmm. I do work with Freya in winter as well. Mm-hmm. And okay. she comes in every year, um, you know, where her birthday's at the end of December. And then from about that time through January, Freya is very present, and it's Freya of the tundra. So she's big into that. What are you leaving on the tundra, right? It's like shamanic death kind of, you know, energy. What are you leaving behind? What what skins are you ready to shed? You know, and she comes in very strongly, you know, and then, of course, we see her again at summer solstice in her, you know, maiden, queen, glory, honey, amber mm-hmm. goddess, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah, but Frigga keeps those hearth fires going. Breed as well, Hestia, yeah. Vesta, all the hearth goddesses are really important at this time of year. Mm-hmm. And of course, we have Imbolc coming. So, right. you know, we have Bridget's Eve, you know, coming like January 31st, February 1st, and to celebrate those goddesses, but who keeps the home fires tended? They do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I'm sure. So, so goddesses that support and I think nourish. That's a you know that was my word last year. It was nourishment, right? Oh, or nice. nourished. I wanted to feel nourished, and um, and the goddesses that came in this past year really did that for me. You know, so think about that right now what goddess or what energy will make you feel nourished to get you through mm-hmm. winter, you know? Mm-hmm.
2: That's a great question, great journal prompt kind of thing where you can just kind of write about it. Yeah.
0: What, what is it of, that yeah. brings the best out of you?
1: Yeah, what? yeah. And, you know, I think it's really fun to choose a goddess for your year, you know? Um, I also do, like, goddess wheel of the year readings. So I we choose a goddess for each month. And then one for the overall year, you know. And that's kind of fun, too, especially if you're, like, looking to get more into goddess research and theology and spirituality. To have, like, a new goddess every month to um, research and connect with. By the end of the year, you've connected with 13 goddesses and you can kind of say, ooh, you know what? I was really drawn to this one. I was maybe didn't feel as connected to this one. It gives you a lot of really good information, and, you know, I mean, you don't have to have a reading. You can do it yourself, you know. Get yeah. a little goddess deck. Um, uh, it Susan Seddon Belay has a really beautiful goddess deck. It's really oh, inexpensive yeah. on Amazon, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the goddess oracle um, is really good, mm-hmm. you know. And pick some goddesses for, to represent each month, you know, um, and take it as a study program. That's a really great... I think New Year commitments, it's kind of easy. I yeah.
0: kind of akin that, akin that to um, attunement. You're attuning to each goddess each month and finding, yes. you know, the resonance within you that represents, is represented by the goddess.
1: Oh, yeah. And you know what's so funny is is that you will find, like, going back, when you do your review of the year, even after the month, you kind of see where that goddess is maybe came through symbolically or when what you were going through, or I always like to say that they're the antidotes for what you're going through. Right. Mm -hmm. So Kuan Yin showing up for a month may mean that, you know, she's there for some of that peace and healing and like that mercy and compassion, you know, for Mm -hmm. your month. So I still do it. I mean, after all these years and all my goddesses and everything, I start every month at the beginning of the month kind of doing new research with new eyes um, to see if I can find something new and different about a goddess uh, for my month
2: Cool, that's that's a wonderful practice that I was going to you've kind of anticipated my last question was going to be like what one thing would you suggest people do at this time of the year but I think that's that's really great just picking you know a goddess for the year and yeah. or for each month, that's that's a wealth of <laughs> a wealth of um,
1: nourishment throughout the year there. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's really important to to approach this with, you know, don't worry about making mistakes or, you know, I mean, unless they're glaringly obvious, garlic, Aphrodite, you know, okay.
2: you know, <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm just saying it's a little superstitious, but I'm just saying. Um But, you know, goddesses are heart and so when you approach goddess devotionally she sees that you know um and uh and everything is asked and answered so when you ask those questions the answer is there you got to look for it sometimes right you have to listen pay mm-hmm. attention look at the symbols look at the animals kind of weave everything together um you know but definitely just Get out there and do it. Pick a goddess for the year and start there. Um, you can make it a tradition every month, first of every month. You pick a new goddess if you don't want to mm-hmm. do it all at the same time. But mm-hmm. you know, and don't forget to release. Right? What do you really asking yourself? What am I carrying into the new year with me? You know what needs mm-hmm. to be left in 2017 and there's a lot of stuff that went on in 2017 you know oh yeah globally nationally you can uh, bless it
0: forward you can bless it forward into 2018 as well
1: yes right but and we always remember too, kind of metaphysical principle anytime you release anytime you banish you have to refill that space otherwise Mm -hmm. the old energy comes back in right right so really make it a blessing You know, make it, I am letting go of this. I love, you know, burning shit is a great thing to do. And by the (laughs) way, you know, new moon, this is the other potent part, right? We have a new moon this weekend. Yeah. So great release on that dark moon Saturday into Sunday, right? And then you've got that space for the new moon and into winter solstice to really set your intentions powerfully, consciously, you know, I've released this, I'm replacing it with this and setting for your new year. And then I'm going to ask this goddess to come in and walk with me in the new year. Boom.
2: Right? Yeah. <laughs> wow, I love it. I love it. Uh, it seems like we just started, but um, our time's kind of coming to a close. Kimberly,
1: thank you so much for joining mm-hmm. us today. Oh, yeah. thank you. Thank you. And uh, yeah. <laughs> both of you get in touch. I'll gift you each a Wheel of the Year reading. We'll pick your goddesses. Aww.
2: Oh, Absolutely. thank you so
1: much. Oh, <laughs> beautiful,
2: beautiful. <laughs> let, uh, let our listeners know, like, what are the best ways to find your work, to get in
1: touch?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, great. Yeah, so MotherHouseOfTheGoddess.com um, is a great way. And um and .net, both. Um and then my personal site is Shakti Woman, so it's Shakti W O M mm-hmm. Y N dot com. That's all my personal stuff, and um, and I do priestess courses and training online. So my new one is starting, you know, right before solstice. So oh, wow. I always awesome. take latecomers. Yeah, and we're doing Isis and Freya and Lilith and Oya. So you get yeah. goddesses. <laughs> <a> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Thank you again. We really appreciate this.
1: Thank you you both so much and all the blessings of solstice to you.
2: Yes. Happy
1: solstice Mm -hmm. and happy new year. Happy new year. Right. It's going to be a good one. Yeah. Blessings. Thank you. Blessings. Thank you.